Welcome to Oak and Bros. This is Eric. And I am Michael. Today we have on Jennifer Keltner. Uh, Jennifer is a trailblazer to end human trafficking, out-of-the-box thinker, changemaker, freedom-focused guide. She currently uh, is the founder, creator, and chief freedom officer of Rescue Party Give. She has a story in, uh, in corporate America and corporate travel. So very curious how she made the transition from that universe to it's a lot of universe. hats jennifer yes. that's a lot of hats to wear and um we're, we're super excited to learn about uh what uh what jennifer is working on so um yeah we're, well, we're, we're happy you, to ben. have you here thank you yeah so the transition um it was very interesting i have been in corporate travel and meetings for years the travel industry love it uh about 11 years ago, my brother-in-law actually called me up and told me that he was leaving the country and he was moving out of the country with his young family. His youngest wasn't even one to address the issue of human trafficking. Wow. And because of my brother-in-law and what he was doing, I learned what was going on. And I decided while I couldn't move with them to Bolivia, I decided I could figure out a way to help and so I just started getting really involved volunteering. So about 11 years ago, I just really got into what was happening in the world, figuring out which nonprofits that I could actually support and help. And so I've been very involved in just listening and just realizing that our industry, as well as all industries, have been affected by this. What Eric and I are in a bubble here. Eric and I are in a bubble on the North Shore of Long Island. What is human trafficking? What is this human I, trafficking I, for? Dummies. I don't know. I've yeah, yeah, I've never met anyone involved in this. You're the first person, and obviously, I'm a, I'm you know, I abhor anything that has to do with you know hurting children or hurting people in general. But what is human trafficking? So it's actually a there's a broader term of modern day slavery. Oh my! And God. so human trafficking is basically uh, the whole idea of taking an individual and making them under force do like either there there's the sex trafficking and there's right. child trafficking and there's labor trafficking and that's human trafficking individuals become a commodity oh my god so how is this even going on in 2020 how is this even how is this even a topic it's you know what it's a 150 billion dollar industry what yes it's grown huge um where, and where does this just, where does this occur? Like again, like day. really, it occur, it, does it occur in the United States? Yes, yes. It it's in your own neighborhood. Really? Um, yes, and that is kind of where I'm in a position to kind of raise that awareness, raise that bar. Um, I did a lot with um, different other nonprofits in our industry raising that awareness while I was working with the large Japanese automotive company, mm -hmm. I would do events. I was on the West coast. So West coast of California, but I would do, we would do movie screening events uh, and bring the whole travel industry community together. Mm -hmm. So I was just very involved in raising this. It is a, it's a, not just a global issue. It is a domestic issue here mm -hmm. in our, so what are you, what can, what are you doing to raise awareness and what can people do to help? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I kind of was in that situation where I was trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing 
um, after, whether to get back into corporate corporate world. But I left my corporate position and I was just trying to figure out what should I do? And I actually went on a very spiritual, faith-based um, journey mm-hmm. myself. And so I was in Texas um, and I just really just started praying about what what that next role would be. Um, I was throwing rescue parties in my own home where I was around the holiday about two years ago. I was bringing friends and f- friends together, um, doing a holiday party, sharing products that women, you know, that were s- rescued. They created and made handmade products from different countries. I had them in different areas of my room. Then I also just showed film about what is going on and the work of other other organizations as much. But I felt um, myself uh, in last year, while I was still living in Texas, I created my own nonprofit. I actually thought I was going to go work for another nonprofit. Right. Uh, And I went to many of these nonprofits. And it was funny because as I was going out to them, I would either be given like, well, you don't have a track record for raising a million dollars. And I'm thinking, wow, I helped some of these nonprofits make a million dollars in an evening at different events. And also, you know, just people would say, look at my background and they'd say, well, you want too much money. And I was like, I'd do this for free. So in the end, I decided I was going to do things differently and I was going to do it my way, my better. So I created nonprofit rescue party with the word give. And I want to say that that message came to me more so from a dream, but it was the idea that I would have people give their talents. I wasn't necessarily looking for money. I was looking for people, everyone to get involved. So we did an amazing event in Dallas, Texas. I've done two events there, but last year I did a party where we, um, WeWorks donated space for us and I had artists paint what freedom looked like and we auctioned their paintings. I had um, musicians sing songs of freedom. And again, we showed film there. I did tap into our industry and American Airlines was generous enough to give us tickets. Um, They gave tickets to the Dominican Republic. Um, I coordinated that with them. I arranged that and I took a group of people to see what was going on. Um, in the Dominican wow. with human trafficking. So a small group. So there was two from my nonprofit and two that were winners from the evening of the event. And we got to go see what was happening. And it was eye-opening. It was, it was, it was hard to see. I have to admit, you know, being in our industry, being in the travel industry for years, I saw it, but I looked the other way too. So while I was taken to Thailand, they would take me to the areas where it would be like, oh, this is the tourist area. And literally, it was an area where girls were just flowing in the streets, shouting at us. And I remember looking the other way. Right. So it's one of those things where I just can't look the other way anymore. It's never too late to make a change. I want to get back to your spiritual journey. Because that always fascinates Michael and I. We're very big into spiritualness and self-improvement and the universe and the law of attraction. So mm-hmm. what have you mentioned that? Explain have you did you do research research on that? Do you do you is it is it more religious than spiritual? Your, did you did you have an a spirit did you have a spiritual awakening or has this been a lifelong journey? I'm on a lifelong journey of spirituality, of enlightenment, you know, like 
it, it's taking it's there's books, there's learning, there's there's so many levels. And um, if you think you could read one book on spirituality and be a master at it, I mean, I, I feel like I'm in third grade with spirituality yeah. and I, I have to get to my PhD level, you know, and I've been studying for years on spirituality. So, you know, yeah, you know what? The first book I picked up, which was funny, was I liked the title, The Purpose Driven Life. What on, oh, yeah. what on earth are we here for? Yep, yep, yep. I just like, I, I was like, I want to know. I was going through a time in my life that I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I picked that book up and I remember getting to a chapter, which was 12, which said, are you a bubble, a bunny believer? And hopping from church to church to try to find what your, where your purpose is. Right. And so I, I was, I was in Texas, Texas is very conservative states. A lot of churches. Right. Um, and I found one where I felt I was learning a lot in scripture. And for me, spirituality and what I've learned, I found myself reading the Bible. I think that is the best book. Right. That is amazing. So right. I've spent a lot of time on my own. I, I find that even calling myself religion and Christianity, I just, religion has always been hard. I've been running from. I run from God more than I've listened to him. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I would say it took me moving to Texas to find my purpose, um, to listen. And I was raised Catholic. And that was hard for me. I also had a background um, when I was, I was blessed, but I would say I was probably seven years old when I went to um, Hong Kong. It was my grandfather's funeral. He was Buddhist and I was brought to his wow. funeral. And I remember my aunt taking me to this Buddhist temple and she asked me to pray, like to pray and make a wish. And I remember pulling out a, like a little chopstick of, of wish. And they had said, what did you, what did you pray for? Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at them and I, this is where I'm like going back now going, wow, I get it. But right. I was reading it and I, I was wishing for world peace. Now, I think it's watching too much Miss America shows as a child, but I was like, huh. even now today, that's even more important, you know, mm -hmm. but I was like wondering what was going on when I was 12 with all the adults in the world and why did I say world peace? Um, it is something that I find myself today looking at our world and realizing it is needed. Absolutely. Uh, and so it's my spiritual journey that I've gone on. I think it's amazing. I am so, I feel very connected to the spiritual Holy spirit within myself. And I hear messages and voices, but I think they're funny because I think I've always talked to God as a child. I was always talking to myself. I just didn't know I was having that conversation, but right before I did my very first event, I will tell you, I had the word, I heard the word sing. And I was like, am I supposed to sing? But it was funny because it was like I talked to a friend of mine who was a Grammy winning artist. And he said, Jennifer, don't sing. You won't get your point across. So I didn't sing at the event. Um, but that's a that's a message to me still. I yes. want to pursue. Um, then I got go back to school. And I'm going to share with you all. That was hard because I have a master's degree. And I remember when I got my master's, I said, I will never go back to school again. Right. So, But right. I. You're totally, you're blessed that you're able to distinguish messages versus your own thoughts. 
because I I have struggles with that where is is it my own thinking or is it is it being put in your head and I think that's well, I, I just want to mention this is where I'm learning this now. I'm taking medium lessons. My mom became a me. Our mom became a medium. We believe in spirituality. We believe there is, you know, that it's not birth to death. We believe that there's something so much bigger than what we can perceive to be what the God is or the universe is. Um, the thoughts are like a train. And, and when spirit is talking to you, it's in between the cars of the train. It's the words that are coming. Your thoughts are the main cars, right? It's, oh, I got to go make pasta for dinner and I got to go do this and I got to go do that. And then you get these little things in between the train of a car um, that, uh, you know, you realize that's not your thoughts. And when, right. when, you, when, you, when, the, when that word sing came into your conscious mind, you know, you weren't thinking, oh, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. I, I thought of that. That was spirit talking to you. There's no doubt in my mind that that was spirit. And this is this is fascinating. This is fascinating. What would, Do you have favorite verses of the Bible, Jennifer? Do, is there anything that like really yeah. resonates with you? What? Because like I got to tell you, I got to tell you, this is we're getting like really, really deep here. <laughs> I, our father passed away a couple of years ago and he came through. Uh, this medium recently. And he's like, you got to start looking at the Psalms. He's yes. like, you got to start praying to the Psalms and start get the, and he, I went, I went online and I bought the power of the Psalms through my dad who was communicating with this medium who we've known for a million years. He's the gold standard. His name is George Anderson. All right. If, He's the real he's, deal. He's he is. There's life before George Anderson, and then there's life after George Anderson. Right. The, you know, like yeah. we we literally communicate with our father through this gentleman, George Anderson, who we highly recommend to anyone listening to this to get a reading with George. It's very expensive, but it's worth it. And George Anderson was saying, "Your dad is telling you to read into the Psalms. It's going to help you get out of this pickle that you guys are in with COVID. Um, you know, the travel industry." But I see you're looking at something. I'm going to tell you, I have, um, I know the one, I know the two that I would share with you of Psalms, yeah. Psalm, 90, Psalm 91 and Psalm 23. Psalm 91 okay. is, I think, what a lot of the people in the military say right. in Psalm 91, but, you know, it's, it's about, it's about what's happening right now. And, right. you know, for people that are, you know, there's going to be 10,000 people that will fall to your right, 10,000 people, you know, another 5,000 to your left. Right. But you will be standing. The other thing, the verse that I just have to share with you that I love, because that's the today I posted on LinkedIn that I want to be different. That song that I shared mm -hmm. um, on. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it, but I, at the I very, saw the post. I didn't listen to the song, though. So the la very last thing it says is basically. Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh my God. So it's good stuff. It's, it is good stuff. I love the, I love the Bible. It yeah. just has me so grounded. Right. And yes, I hear messages. I get, and I know they're not mine. Right. I know they're the Holy spirit. And that I get a um, couple, two weeks ago, I got tomorrow is never promised. Wow. And I woke up with the no knowing that that means pretty much seize the day, right? Absolutely. I don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough problems. That's also a message that I got. Right. And that's directly in the Bible. And I just feel that I know what my plans are. My plans are to how I can help others. 
and this whole idea of um, spiritual wellness is important. Mm-hmm. Um, helping others through this, like I want to be the voice for those women and children that have lost theirs, mm-hmm. because I've never liked. I don't like getting on podcasts. I don't like being on. Really? Um, uh, yeah. No. Really? This is your, probably. Well, you're my first podcast that isn't just a voice one. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. No, so. So, I don't like the podcast. So but. when you um when you made the switch from corporate America, I commend you so much because it seems like you're following your passion. And yes. not not many people get to do that, right? <laughs> not many people get to leave the, the rat race. I'm doing quotation, leave the rat race, so to speak, and get to follow your passion. Was that scary to oh. to do that? Well, it still is. Mm-hmm. Um, it still is like, it's the same thing. Am I, which, who am I listening to? What messages am I getting and where am I going? Um, I came back to Southern California. It's, uh, my husband didn't go with me to Texas when I went to Texas. Um, mm-hmm. I was there to take care of my mother and she, I was her guardian and I knew that she would, didn't have that much more time on earth. So I moved to Texas temporarily. When I came back here to Southern California, just, this past October in right the week of COVID striking, I was interviewing with Amazon studios and wow. it was a six hour interview Yes, and it was a behavioral interview. And I'll be honest, I felt like I was being assimilated back into the Borg. <laughs> it's right. like, wow, the COVID came and just closed everything up. And I'm like, wow, did I dodge a bullet? Um, right. I will say I was really going to tell you what I'm doing with, um, I, you know, with our P- rescue party give, which is, which again is my nonprofit. And so what I share with what I do with the other company is the fact that my goal is to spend 80% of my time on work of my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. My husband wants me to go back to work to make mm-hmm. money, right. To, to, so that he can retire. <laughs> and my, my goal is, you know what? I've got this little niche. I've got this mm-hmm. team that I'm going to build. Mm-hmm. And so anyone in our industry that wants to think about how they can get involved with wellness, they can contact me, they can contact my team. Um, and that's something I have a on Facebook. I do have a little site that I call the Shopaholics Wellness Guide. Okay. So that's me. And then I, um, I will say this about one thing, you know, my, I brought two branding experts last week to help me on my website for my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And I'm planning to have a big global virtual event. And I want to have some support and help from as many to, to participate in that too. Mm-hmm. But what, what's happened when I brought these marketing branding experts, I have a marketing undergrad degree. I just never really used it, but mm-hmm. I am very, uh, you know, I know that I can do this. But the funny part was I had I had these people that had like they've like supported Toyota. They've sorted of Microsoft and they were helping brand these companies. Mm-hmm. And I was told, stop, stop what you're doing. And I'm like, what? And that message was funny because he goes, well, you know, I just think you need to I love your mission. I love your vision. But I think you need to rethink some things. You know, you're going too big. Um, I had my other friend from marketing share with me. She's like, Jennifer, it sounds like you're going to try to boil the ocean. 
And I'm going to share, I had to go back to both of them. First, this other woman, I said to her, which is funny, I think it's funny. I said, you know what? If God could part the sea, then he can help me boil the ocean. Because she thought I was just trying to grasp too much. But human trafficking has huge tentacles in so many different aspects and areas well, of what is being, you know. So there's problems with, you know, in our country, there's problems with the foster care system. Um, there's, tr there's problems with runaways. There's problems with the, and I'm going to share some statistics with you that I think is going to have you, this is where I want you to protect your own children, your own family. Mm -hmm. The average age of a child that enters into prostitution is 12. Oh my God. Is this the United States? This is the United States of America. So we're talking about children. Yeah. They're about six, seven years old. Now what's happened then is that something happened in the childhood. So family, whatever. Um, I'm going to share, you know, like I've done a lot of journaling. I've mm -hmm. written to God basically saying, why me? Mm -hmm. And I got that message, if not you, then who? Mm -hmm. And and so I was like, okay. And I had to look back. And one thing that I'm going to share, there are two things in my childhood that I would actually say <laughs> had me thinking, okay, this could happen to anyone's child. So I was in the backyard playing my, by myself at three and my teenage neighbor brought me into his backyard and he sexually assaulted me. Terrible. I'm sorry. I, I was not, I was definitely, you know, I was, I remember there are things that I remember, but I was taken to the hospital um, and everything was, everything was fine. Mm -hmm. But I think about those, that situation. I introduced that with the nonprofit when I did it that evening, but I said, but think about the, and this is in Texas, the mm -hmm. 40,000 children that are missing. Who's going to rescue them? Who's the going to The 40,000 kids in Texas? Just in Texas alone. Just in Texas. Why isn't this on, like, well, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say one thing. You have an amazing message and you have an amazing story that can be used as inspiration. And um, I know you said, I don't, I don't know if you said that you don't like podcasting or you don't like these types of things, but there's no better way to get your message out. And I, I implore you to consider doing what we're doing and having your own podcast. And you can interview people who have been yeah. victims of human trafficking and prostitution and all of that. And um, I think that would be an amazing tool to get to, to spread your message um, where you, you, you can raise unbelievable awareness. And, um, you know, I gotta tell you, Jennifer, like I, I grew up on the North shore of long Island. My fam, I'm, I'm my, Eric and I are very pampered. We're very blessed to have the lives we had. We've had a few run-ins with people who were unsavory characters over our lifetime. Like everything's not always peaches and cream, but you get, you know, you deal with strangers that you just, you, you, you come across these things that are gross. I don't, um, I don't know why this is not front page news. I don't know why this is not talked about on the mainstream media. I don't know why this, you know, like they, 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 they talk about COVID and COVID's a terrible, terrible situation across the board, but why isn't this being made aware? I had no idea about this. I mean, um, just the fact you have, to 40, find, you, have to, you have to find it. You have to find it where the news, you shouldn't have to find this no. question to you is why isn't this mainstream? Everyone, all mainstream media, they, 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 they brainwash the people on what, you know, what is the hot news? What's the important news? But we're really not discussing the most important topic of all human trafficking. I, again, does this play into the porn industry? Yes, it does. How so? It definitely does. How so? 
So I think the fact is, well, right now it's even more difficult. We're talking about uh, cyber sexting Mm -hmm. because there is with COVID so many people aren't able to go and travel to where they are actually going out into the different places, countries, cities. Mm -hmm. They're not going out of their own homes. There's a lot more situations of abuse going on right now um, for many children. It's Mm -hmm. a scary time. It's also the fact is yes, pornography is one of the, one of the areas that is a problem. It Mm -hmm. supports human trafficking. Many, many people start with that, right? They start watching porn and then they need to get a a better, a more different fix, right? It needs to get more bizarre in what they see. And the thought that children are being put in positions where they're being filmed and having to do certain things. And we're talking young children. We're talking children the age of three years old. We're talking about situations of infants. I mean, it is a very dark situation within our world. So, you know, I've been thinking in my head, like, thank God for that, I, Eric. Sometimes, sometimes it works. So you are, you, you went into the travel industry and then, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on, let me finish, let me All finish, right. let me finish my thoughts. Cause I'm you, not done with my, I know, I know, you, you were in the, you were in the travel industry. And then you went into the nonprofit world and and human trafficking and whatnot. I feel like it was a bit divine that that happened because you made your connections, right? And there's there's no better connected community in the world than the travel community. And and now you're using the that networking that connection to help build on to human trafficking. And I feel like the travel community um, should really get behind this because it's that it's right in our backyard. You know, it's it's on boats, it's on planes, it's in taxis, it's in cars. And it's I think it's our responsibility to raise awareness to this behavior and, and this topic. And I feel like it wasn't an accident that you were a corporate travel manager. And now it's not an accident that you're doing what you're doing. That was the point that I was trying to make, Michael. I appreciate that. I think, yes, that's, that is that message that I got, right? Mm-hmm. When I journaled, if not you, then who? Right. And I have been a very singular voice in the corporate travel and meeting industry. Now, I think you, you probably all heard of End Child Prostitution and Trafficking. That was another nonprofit that I actually worked very closely with. And I was an advisor to them for many years. Same thing. I had gone to them. Um, but they're in New York City and I'm in West Coast. And so it was a really hard connection to even say that I could work with them directly. Um, but they were one of the organizations that thought I would want too much of a salary to get involved. So, again, I'm starting on my own, um, but I'm going to do it differently. So, ECPAT, you know, I again, there's so much need, right? There's That's the thing. There's so many different organizations fighting this issue on the front line. My group and my team, we're going to stay at the 40,000 foot level, like the airplane, like the helicopter, looking down and being able to separate the dish, the, you know, see the forest from the trees. And that's kind of the goal of what we're, we're looking to accomplish. I've got a bunch of, you know, corporate executives that have joined my team. Same thing with the vision that I really believe it is time we have different pol- political, you know, different journey with faith. 
but we all believe in loving thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. And this is a, the biggest thing that I would tell you that God wants from us. Mm-hmm. I got to tell um, you, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, keep going. I just have to tell you something funny because it is um, something that's interesting for me is that um, I graduated from Virginia Tech. Um, I found out that Miss America, this last year's Miss America, she um, she's from Virginia Tech. She won Miss America because of a science project. Wow. And I connected with her on LinkedIn to see if she would be interested in getting involved and helping. And this is where I see that we all, every single person can get involved in this issue. Mm-hmm. And she reached out to me. She's very interested in participating with what Great. we're, you know, what I might be doing. Um, I'm looking to like potentially have her facilitate a session where we interview just individuals in the street, everyone that's getting involved in this, whether you're a yep. physician and you've seen yeah. the situation, whether you're an airline pilot, and you've actually been going through the, you know, the logs and things like that. Mm-hmm. You're a flight attendant. You're a hairdresser. This is the thing where I want to create an environment where everyone is like, we're all helping each other. That's and we're amazing. helping. That's that amazing. And, and the internet is the great equalizer in the world where, where the, the good information will rise to the top. And if you, if you can get somebody like that to help spread the message... It's brilliant, 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 brilliant. Jennifer, you're you're kind of like an Aaron Brockovich in, in <laughs> exposing. No, you're exposing things that really not many people even, you know, I. I the Epstein's and the Harvey Weinstein, you know, 100%. that. Right. And it's it's everywhere. Um, do, you, do you think uh, you think Epstein was killed? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's my, you know, that's my own, you know, yeah, I, I think. I get it. I think you, I like. I think you kind of have to be stupid not to think he was. How you know? There, he he was so he was so embedded. There was that documentary on Netflix. It was amazing, of of who he was connected to and the people who he knew and the as high up as. And I don't even know where this guy came from. Like it was the documentary did a really lousy job of saying where he came from. He was some money manager at Morgan Stanley, I think. And then all of a sudden, he and then it was like, island. Yeah, right, then he, then he had his own island. Something doesn't add up. Something doesn't add up. There's more to it. And again, this isn't some conspiracy theory podcast, but dealing with people like Harvey Weinstein or dealing with people like Jeffrey Epstein, I mean, they're come up in, you know, like sometimes you don't have to do anything that the, the karma will come back to them at some point in their lives. And, and the karma stick will, you don't want to be in the same state when that karma stick comes back to them. I think it's evil. I think it's, it's when you look at, you look at Hitler, yeah. you look at, you can put Jeffrey Epstein, you can put Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, they, 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 they aren't, there's a possession in some respects. I mean, when you hear about people that are human traffickers, that is something that they, they gloat over the fact that they have the power over others. And that's why I don't believe Epstein committed suicide because he loves himself. He's a power monger. And, and that thing, it's like, you know, he he thought he was in the right. He didn't think that any, that he was doing anything wrong. Um, I will share with you one thing that I I remember when I was in the Dominican. We got to go to a, a court hearing of someone that was arrested for trafficking, and when he was asked why did he do why did he do that, he said, "What else was I supposed to do with all my money?" Mm-hmm. He felt crazy. like he was doing the bizarre thing was he thought he was helping this young you know children. 
how does someone like how does someone look to take advantage of a little girl well i think jennifer said it that it's there's there's evil and it's spiritual warfare and you know you know like you have the you have the angel on one shoulder and you have the devil on the other shoulder Mm -hmm. i think there's a reason why there's those depictions have been made right because there you there's either way that you can go yeah i think the i think the world you know, we, we are what you, what you said earlier, Michael, we, we are being desensitized. We've been desensitized for a long time with what's going on in the news. Yes. With being on film, you know, look at, look at movies like when I, I have to say, I, I mean, I enjoyed pretty woman that movie a long time ago before I ever went on my journey, but pretty mm-hmm. woman was this like, look at it. It, it, it a sensationalized prostitution. Like, right. let's call yeah. it what it is. It was a great song. It was a great movie in 89, but like, it, it's about a prostitute getting out of that life and becoming this queen, you know? Which is. And can you imagine how many young women probably thought, oh, maybe that's how I'll make my living now? Right. So you think Hollywood is part of the problem? Yeah, I know it is. That's crazy. So. That's crazy. I, yeah. that's, the, those are the things that, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if I had to share with you where God has told me to be, he's told me, come back and address that, address mm-hmm. that in Beverly Hills and Hollywood. And I did a, when I came back in January, I was helping another woman with her events in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. because I thought to connect with her or, you know, I wasn't even sure what I was going to do with our, the nonprofit when I moved back, but I knew I had to figure out where the where the fit was here in Beverly Hills and Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I helped her with her event and it was at this beautiful gallery. um, And on the walls were devil images and this woman didn't care, but I did. So I got together with my, a friend of mine who is a professional photographer and I took photos that I have taken through my, through my, um, through my last year, Mm -hmm. pictures of love. And I had my friend Matt and frame them and I put them to a story and I'm going to share. The funny thing is I did it to a Star Trek log, which I'm going to share with you is the reason the mission statement of rescue party give comes from Star Trek from space. The final frontier comes freedom, the ultimate journey. This is the reason for rescue party give to help out and seek out. So I've done the whole, like, you know, and I'm going to share this with you because this is really interesting and I hope you can see this, but I was asking God, why Star Trek? And I woke up and I I just looked up Leonard Nimoy because I wanted Mm -hmm. to understand the symbol of a peace-loving nation. Mm -hmm. He got this from his Jewish faith. When the priests would be in the synagogue, they would do this together. Mm -hmm. And it means Al Shaddai, Almighty God. Wow. So I introduced Rescue Party Give to everyone as this is a blessing to community, but a calling to me. Yeah, it certainly is. That's that's I that applaud was beautiful. you. I applaud you in your efforts. And yeah. um, you know, we would as you endeavor onto your frontier, we will um <laughs> gladly support you. And, 100%. Um, before before that before you say that, Eric, let's talk Toyota. I mean, you were the travel manager for Toyota. And I know that's like a really bad segue into like child trafficking and prostitution and porn, but let's talk <laughs> about Toyota. How did you get into that how did you get into that position? I mean, that's that's coveted. You know, um, it was interesting. The I was brought in um, and hired. I was told many people wanted that position, yeah. right? I had a wonderful time at Toyota. Mm-hmm. 
I, I had amazing, you know, friends there. My best friend, and I'm going to say this has always been a God thing, but my, my best friend, um, we, are, we, are, we have been connected since we got our master's degree together. Wow. We, we met, we were put in as roommates in a, in a weekend that we had to go away with. We, we ended up being roommates. That's how we met. But every single thing along the way, she's actually in a completely different background. She's got computer science as her background. Mm-hmm. But she also came to work at Toyota. And the funniest thing, out of 19 buildings in Torrance, California, we were on the same floor, Love that. same building. That's that's the universe. That's the universe working. That's synchronicities. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that, that was a mistake. Of course, you guys were pulled together. You know, it's just, right. it's just it's just the way it works. She is my heart, and the same thing. I feel that there's so many um, there's so many people that are coming right now and hearing what we're doing. Like I am, I am being connected right now. Just I think through God, I pray every night. The right mm-hmm. people come forward to help with what I'm doing, and I'm connected with a young girl from Albania. I'm, I'm another woman from the UK. I do believe this is global. This is I'm going to take Rescue Party Give global in terms of because it is a global issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, my board does want me to focus on, you know, we're all in Texas. They want Texas. But I'm like, this is big. It's right. everywhere. Um, California's number one. Texas is number two. Florida is number three. There is a movie that I think you should see called Florida Project. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just shows how homelessness is also contributing to trafficking, human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a movie. But there's there's so many situations right now. Have you, have you seen a situation where a normal girl from a normal home in a nice community was pulled into this dark side of the of yes know, of what we are? Really? Yes. Like I have a you daughter, know, she's, I have a daughter, she's eight years old. And that just absolutely terrifies me to hear that, I, you know, and I'm on top. I, I, I watch everything she does, make sure she's not, you know, she's not on unsavory websites and she, you know, she's a really sweet person. She's a sweet girl. And I, I, I try to be a father to her in the, in the vein of, you know, be careful on what links you click Kayla, it can hurt you. And, and she's, she's very good at that. I mean, there was this one thing for um, this YouTube thing where if you clicked on it, you you would become possessed or something. It was like this Momo. It was a, it was a hoax, but like I told her about it saying, be very careful because you can click on a, um, a video and up, up could pop something pornographic or something uh, diabolical or something violent. And, you know, she just, she gave up that website. You know, she didn't want to, she, she gave up that channel. She's like, I'm not going to check on that channel ever again. So um, I think to your point, Michael, you know, just just the fact that you're sharing with me the kind of parent you are is important. But but I'm going to tell you, a lot of the families, they're not like the ideal. They're not like the Brady Bunch, gotcha. right? Yep. The majority a, of families a, are not uh, like living in the Brady Bunch. Well, my and father so, used to, my father used to say the fish stinks from the head, right? And as as my wife and I are the heads of our home, it's our responsibility to guide our children to say, okay, this is good to do. This is not good to do. That's and 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 we could only do so much. So but- it starts with it starts with parental education. You know, we were I was talking with that doctor before. He's like, you know, you get a license to drive a car, you get a license to fly an airplane, you get a license to get married, but there is no license to have children. And that creates a lot of issues. There should be some type of training class 
that a, me a mental test or a mental a, examination, a, a to mental say, examination to say, you know, are you, this is, this is the best way to raise children and they do it for driving. Why couldn't they do it for having children? They do it. They, they make you sign something to, to get married. You have to be of a certain age, you know, I'm going to share with you, Eric, something funny, because I think this is from your father as well, a message when he tells you to read Psalms, but I'm going to share that the Bible is probably the best parent manage like book out oh, there. Okay. It's, it's got great parenting messages, huge, mm -hmm. especially if you start reading Proverbs. Okay. Um, there's 31 Proverbs. You can read them daily, right? You go back every month. You just read the one that's applicable for the day. And that's what I do. Um, and I think that that is something that is very important to me. Um, I put my phone away from my bed because that's not what I want to get caught up in. Right. I have my Bible right next to my bed. And I read that, I read that for 10 minutes just to ground myself and, mm -hmm. and, and really kind of ask myself, what is, what is the focus for today and what should I be doing? Um, and so I'm going to share with you today, you know, there's the message that I pulled out, which I thought was really cool was, um, let's see, today's the 21st. <sighs> It was specific to he who shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be answered. Wow. It's incredible. And that's the message that I kind of felt like today was about. It's like focus on focus on, you know, when I knew I was coming on this podcast, I felt like this is probably where I needed to focus on my, my message. Where can people find? Yeah, where can people find you um, to get your word out, Jennifer? I mean, this is this is so important. Yeah, that, what's your platform of choice? And yeah, you know, where, your where web, people, website and everything. Where can people contact you? Where can they get involved? Where can they contribute? So we have rescuepartygive.org is our website. Res and I am at Jennifer at rescuepartygive.org. Okay. And then yeah. Great. Yeah, Thank no, this wonderful. Is, this is amazing, and. Uh, you're doing God's work here. I got to tell you, um, you open mind. You're making you're making a difference. Yeah, and, and you open mind in Eric's eyes. You should do a documentary and you should do a podcast. You should social media today. Anything can go viral. Look at what black you know, like look, look, look at what black look, look what we're look, world. Look, look what, what we're doing for our limousine service. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so inconsequential compared to what you're tackling. This this stuff is easy. Creating content, creating content that that gives people value and education, um, will. The, the cream rises to the top. Blackfish toppled SeaWorld, right? SeaWorld, everyone grew up going to SeaWorld. It was the greatest place, Shamu. They were swimming with the whales and everything. And then they pulled back the curtain on what SeaWorld was actually like, that it was it was a violent place, that there were, you know, the fish were not happy and the, the animals were not happy and they were being abused and the trainers were getting eaten and, and all that terrible, terrible stuff. And SeaWorld shifted from being primarily animal-based to having more rides right? Because they had to shift. You have to shift education. Yeah. Will you shift. Yep. We'll shift the world. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I'll, be, were amazing. I'll be connecting with you again, hopefully. And 100%. then we can, that I might need be... some coaching <laughs> to do what you can. No, we're, we are here to help hang out for a second. We're going to do the sign off. Everybody like subscribe, comment, share, and, and share uh, this to everyone, you know, because Jennifer is going to be making a difference, you know, big time. We thank you guys for uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Hang up for one sec. Bye everybody.